Hi, and welcome back to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. This is the fourth episode into the Past to Present series. If you're new here, I launch my podcast episodes in different seasons that focus on a certain topic. For this season, I'm sharing stories from my past that I haven't shared and thought I'd be really selective and pick ones that tied into something I've carried with me now. In the last episode called Does Winning Equal Success? Inside an Athletic Mind, I talked about my experiences playing competitive sports growing up, approaching your mind like an athlete, and how that has shaped me into the person I am now. If you haven't heard it already, you should definitely check it out. In this episode, quitting doesn't make you a quitter. Quitting a nine to five to pursue my dreams. I dig into my corporate job history and share more about a job no longer fulfilling you. I share how I made the move and how it's playing out for me now. But before I go into the episode, I wanted to do some life recap of what's been happening lately. (sighs) There's been a lot happening lately. Two mass shootings in a week. The US has lost 18 people in a week. And I've been having a difficult time focusing on anything, really. Every day, I write out my tasks on my daily calendar to find that I'm not accomplishing many of them. In difficult times, I think we tend to be even harder on ourselves because we want to see something work, even if it's in our control. We'll push for it because... In our minds, seeing any progress is better than feeling hopeless and helpless in times of despair. And even if it means crossing that line of where we need a mental break from everything going on. That's what I wanted to convince myself. That being on top of my game with my work would make me feel at least a little better than the sadness and anger pent up inside me. With the Asian hate crimes rising and seeing a new one pop up every day is just overwhelming. Honestly, it's, I get really emotional about it and I start thinking about the families of the victims and the mental state they're in and just how someone could do something like that. It really just, I get so stumped over it. I go to bed at night wondering what's next. And every day after I do devotional, I take a deep breath and open the news. I open social media. I open my eyes, ears, and mind to the ways of this world and pray that there's not another death today. What's really been on my mind lately is how for every protest, awareness, and community love and support we see from my fellow Asian Americans, I see another hate crime surfacing in the news. Another woman punched in the face. Another elderly robbed. Another human being who lets its ignorance get the best of him or her. Last night, I wrote a blog post titled, Defining what it means to be a successful woman. It's currently on my website, gracefullymade.com. 
linked in the description. I wanted to read it out loud. It talks about connection in a world of disconnect. The parts that many of us are seeing too often in this world today. So here it is. One of the biggest pieces of advice my mom gave me growing up was, stay connected to those who share the same faith, drive, and love as you. And to this day, she's constantly reminding me to stay connected. Now, as I'm living by myself in one of the greatest cities in the world, New York City, I find it rather interesting that in a place where everything is connected, subway lines, streets, even the buzzer from my apartment to the apartment lobby, there is a lot of disconnect around me. I found that in my three years of living in New York City, starting my fourth at the end of the summer, I've come across different types of people ranging from compassionate hearts to a shocking amount of ignorance and rudeness that to this day still shocks me. The point is, one could assume that those living in New York City are all open-minded because people from all over the world with unique personalities and talents come in pursuit of living the New York City dream life. Not entirely true. If you've seen what's been happening in the news, there's a lot of disconnect, not just in New York City, but everywhere. There's disconnect in the way people view racism. There's disconnect in the way people view Asian Americans. There's disconnect in the way people view African Americans. There's disconnect in the way people view minorities. There's disconnect in the way people view respect. There's disconnect in the way people think. I could really go on and on for hours here. The past few weeks, even months, might have amplified the disconnect in our world today, but when I think of what it means to be a successful woman in today's world, I think of the word connection. I think of how a successful woman in this day and age has to have the understanding and mindset of how to connect with others in a world of disconnect. Not only does that require patience, but it requires a level of thinking that goes deeper than just surface level. It requires a level of self-worth and self-respect, connecting with those who devalue you, belittle you, tell you you're inspiring to your face, but then talk BS behind your back. It's International Women's Month, and I'm proud to be a woman. No, an Asian American woman, paving our way in the world of social media in New York City. Social media, aka the internet, can be a hateful and cruel place, but I'm grateful for the community I can be a part of and the wonderful, talented, kind, and compassionate people I've been able to connect with. Again, if you want to check out the blog post, it's currently up on gracefullymade.com. Let's get into today's episode on quitting a job that no longer fulfills you. If you're new here and you haven't listened to the beginning episodes of this podcast, I share a lot of how I got started in social media and my journey moving to New York City after college. I talk about graduating with a degree in public relations from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill 
interning as a social media intern at Rebecca Minkoff and Lily Saduki, networking like crazy, building a contact list all by myself, and more. Whenever someone asks me about my job history, there's always this big sigh in my head. I go, where should I start first? Do I start off by saying I've experienced toxic work environments? Do I start with every year I change jobs? I'm usually always stumped initially and then muster the courage to start from the quote beginning. It's true though. Every year, until this past year, I've had a different job. I moved to New York City to start a corporate job and then left. The next year, I focused on being a full-time fashion and travel influencer. I had been a blogger since 2010, and this was a decision I had debated on my senior year of college. So I decided to take the leap and try it. You know those stories when people are like, I took the leap and now I'm living my dream life. You can do it too. Well, that's not exactly what happened when I decided to take the leap as a full-time influencer. I'm semi-laughing because that would happen to me. It just wasn't the right direction for me. I wasn't loving it, and I knew God had other plans for me. That part of my career... I was relying on God's voice and his, his direction on my career path, which led to my next job, working for a smaller company, which I worked for a year and then quit, and I'll get into that, and then started my current full-time freelancing job. I want to revisit the job prior to this one because I think many people don't really talk about this. Finding yourself in a job that no longer fulfills you. At first, when you apply, you're excited to be a part of the work culture. Share your skills and work ethic with a team full of inspiring and empowering individuals. Who wouldn't want that? And then, when you get the job, you're ready to move at 110%. You're eager and on top of it, and you feel like you're finally making it somewhere. But then, as time goes on, you find yourself unhappy. The job feels like a chore. You don't feel like you're appreciated where you are. The job doesn't feel fulfilling to you anymore, and you want out. It's kind of like a relationship. You keep trying and trying. You convince yourself that this is normal work culture. These are normal feelings when working in a corporate environment. But that gut feeling is really weighing on you. You keep trying anyway, fighting at this point. You don't want to disappoint anyone. You don't want to let anyone down. You find reasons to hold on to, to stay. To stay in that toxic relationship because if you can only get through this quarter or if you can only make it to the end of the month, it'll be okay. How many of us have seen or even been in, in these types of toxic relationships. They're literal mind games. You know something isn't good for you, but you stay anyway. You know that this isn't making you happy, but you stay anyway. I think the point I really want to make and emphasize is 
that it took me a really long time for me to mentally let go. I've mentioned several times that I'm a big people pleaser at times. I mean, I've, I've really learned over the years, especially through my career, not to be. But in times when I'm weak and, and want to really be there for the people who believe in me or so thought, then I really put in my all. And I think that was a really big challenge for me is I always try to see the good in people, even if their actions don't line up. And I would always justify certain behaviors and certain tasks as they're challenging you. They're trying to really push you because they know that you're capable of doing it. And to me, that's like a strength. That's that's something I take um, as a compliment, as a positive, when really it's eating me from the inside out. And it took me a long time to get there. And I think when you go through that process, when you actually feel that sort of burden and weight on you, that's when you know. So for some people, it's going to probably take the same process, but I think it is better to know than immediately make the initiative right away. You want to be fully sure that this is the decision that you want to make. And I think the method that I or at least put myself through, gave me the confidence to walk away. There are these moments where I look back at certain times working that job where I would cry on weeknights or I dread Mondays because I didn't want the weekend to end. I think you know when you know. I know you get the same feeling with the right person. You know when you know. And I knew that this wasn't it. It didn't feel like I was living anymore. My mood significantly changed and there was even a point where I questioned if I was even good enough. And when someone makes you question if you're good enough for your own job or questions whether you're good enough for something that you are hired to do, let them go. Because the right people won't make you feel that way. The right people won't make you question what you know. They won't make you question your own skills and your own expertise. When I finally put in my two weeks, I felt this weight lift off my shoulders. I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. I didn't realize that I had been in this low place with myself until I made the move to quit. I vowed to myself that the next job that I took on I would prioritize myself first. I wouldn't let anyone put me in a box again. When you say yes to others, make sure you're not saying no to yourself. And now, when I quit that job, I immediately got to work on creating a business for myself. Through that job, I was able to find what I was truly passionate about, even if that position wasn't what I was passionate about. The underlying desire was still there. I wanted to help people grow social. I wanted to 
talk to many people of all industries and and challenge myself there and really learn about other people's stories and their brands and that gave me the direction I wanted to go. If you're new to this podcast or don't follow me on my Instagram at bygracely, then that is my backstory into how I started my social media strategy business. And to end on this note, when you're in a toxic work setting or relationship, don't ignore it. Trust your gut. It's never wrong. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next podcast season called Things That Destroy Us series. In the next season, I'll focus on a few of the many things that destroy us mentally, physically, and emotionally. Things we are drawn to naturally. Things that block us from becoming the person we want to be. And more. I hope you enjoyed these past-to-present stories. Any feedback is welcome. And as always, if you have any questions, feedback, or topic suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thanks for tuning in.